This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in trucking, in the trades, and every profession. We tackle all kinds of topics and we work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley. And I'm Kathy. No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not so tough topics. And we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the very best they can be. Everyone deserves to achieve his or her full potential. This requires the access to opportunities to develop academically, financially, and professionally. Too often, women still do not have equal access. Sophie Lindbergh is a champion for women and girls. She is the founder and executive director of ClaimYourPotential.org. Sophie draws her inspiration from her own personal experiences and struggles that motivated her to help others. She and her organization are committed to inspiring and empowering women and girls from all walks of life to pursue their goals, forge meaningful connections, and develop essential skills so that they can succeed in life. Sophie is the host of the Claim Your Potential Empowerment Podcast. Sophie is music to our ears, and we wanted to learn more and feature her on our show. She's with us today. Welcome, Sophie. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, Shelly and Kathy. It's such an honor to be here. Oh, it's an honor to have you. I love what you're doing. What, What you're doing is amazing. Thank you so much. Yes, I started in August of 2021, and it's just really snowballed since then. It started off as just a podcast and starting this past winter it really has morphed and turned into a nonprofit organization where you know we have educational resources workshops and we just launched a mentorship program actually that's terrific how about we begin with your story and what motivated you to embark on such a wonderful service to women and girls Yes, that's such a great question. And for me, I have been in the nonprofit sector and that's where my area of expertise is. And so I always knew that I wanted to start my own and, you know, really be able to to touch and to tap into what my my work experience has been. And it wasn't until I went through probably one of the hardest years of my life that I really realized, all right, this is something that I need for myself. And so I started the podcast as a way to cope with um, an abusive relationship that I had just gotten out of. And I use it as a way also to cope with some of the experiences that I've had with sexual violence. And so I started a podcast and brought on guests to not just empower my listeners, but also to really empower myself. And after, you know, a couple episodes came out, people were reaching out saying, I want more, I want more. What can we do to help you to where, you know, this isn't just a podcast. And I spoke to some advisors and I spoke to some friends and everyone was telling me the same thing that, Sophie, you need to make this bigger than a podcast. Not that your podcast already isn't great, but you could touch so many more lives with new programs. And so- from there, I really started to 
to think about, all right, what is my experience? How can I, you know, tap into that to, to really make sure that no one has to go through what I went through, or if they have, they have those, those tools and resources to get through it safely, comfortably, and in a way where they can grow and they aren't, you know, where I was, where I was stuck and I felt like no one was listening and no one could help me and that I was by myself trying to deal with all of this. Yeah. You had experiences with both assault and emotional abuse and Mm -hmm. all kinds of different things Mm -hmm. and people can feel so lost. And it seems like women are so often caught up in that and they don't Mm -hmm. feel like there's anyone that can help them. Yeah, absolutely. I think women were just taught that we have to deal with it. We're taught that you know, what we feel doesn't matter that, you know, we can't be too emotional. We can't be, you know, open about some of the struggles we go with or we're overreacting or, you know, all of this, this plethora of just excuses that people try to make for us for not, you know, for not saying something, for not really speaking up. And I think that women are, are taught that, you know, it's okay to be silent and that it's not normal to say something. And, you know, it really downplays our experiences. We have been through so much, not just as, you know, a general population, but also individually. And when we're, you know, when we're taught that it's not okay to say something or that no one's going to listen to you and we don't foster that community of of empowerment, it really is impossible to say something, right? How can I talk about my experience to to other people if every other interaction I've had of trying to share my feelings, trying to share my experiences has been shut down. And that's where, you know, us as women, so often the environments we're in where it's shut down. And Mm -hmm. if we're in those from an early age, it stays with us throughout the rest of our life. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's conditioned. It's a conditioned response. Mm -hmm. And there is no excuse for any kind of assaults, emotional mm. abuse, physical abuse, none mm. of that. Mm. And to be basically shut down, marginalized and, and told, just get over it, move on. Mm. It's unacceptable. You know, I had thought that perhaps with the Me Too movement, that there was some progress being made in that particular area. But I don't think I see as much of that out there as we did. It was like all at once. And then the stuff just kind of gets buried somewhere. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't accomplish anything. It's like, where's our forward momentum? Yeah. And I think that that was something that I found really disappointing. And a lot of us in the nonprofit sector talk about all the time is, you know, with social responsibility, there's all these waves that happen. But as you said, they they die out or action doesn't really happen. And, Mm -hmm. you know, while there might be extra social media attention on something, doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, there's policy being put forward, that there's that culture shift being put forward. And Mm -hmm. something that was very new to me that that I learned is that a lot of the time when, you know, specific to domestic violence, we talk about domestic violence from that physical standpoint of, of physical violence. And we don't talk about the emotional abuse, that that counts as domestic violence. And that was something that I learned going through it. And I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just, you know, maybe my partner was having a bad day or that this was normal and that I was, you know, being a bad girlfriend and it was my fault. And it took, you know, really doing research into it going, wait, wait a second. 
this isn't okay that this person's doing this. Wait, hold on. This is a sign of domestic violence. This counts. I didn't know that. Right. It took me um, for me going into a volunteer with. Oh, what's that called? Uh, Victim services. I took Mm -hmm. a three day course with them and uh, realized that I was living in a domestic violence situation. We had to role play. And as I'm reading, you know, doing my role, I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is what's going on in my own house. Like, I had no idea. Like, I grew up in in a really domestic violent family violence, you know, sexual abuse, very dysfunctional family. So it was just so normal, I guess, to me that that even I, I married a man that he wasn't physically abusive well he was a little bit but like more he was a narcissist narcissist and it was just the emotional abuse was horrendous and so when I was doing this this thing with victim services and realizing oh my god that's when you know I realized okay you know what I need to reassess this and I need to I need to fix this so I did but it took that for me to realize it you know because I you get so embedded into the, what is what you think is normal because they, they make it seem like this is the way it's supposed to be, right? And, oh, and they're, I didn't, they're yeah. experts at that. They really yeah. are. Exactly. And they know just how to, you know, to play on your emotions because these people that do it, they know you so well or they, mm-hmm. you know, know that you are a loving person and you're seeking love in return. And, you know, they know how to play on that. And that's where, you know, a lot of, of you know where emotional abuse happens is it's with those people that you love and you think that they love you and they don't or even if they do they don't they're not showing it and you know you shouldn't be with them you shouldn't stay with them and you're and I'm so sorry that you know you went through that Kathy but I'm so happy that you know you realize what was going on and that you got to that point of realization um cuz so many women don't and it's horrific that it takes going through it to understand it and you know finally having that wake-up call is such a horrifying experience of going oh my gosh I can't believe I've been living like this and it it, that wake-up call is one of those hardest is one of the hardest moments and it's you know it's easy to to blame yourself oh sure the first bit oh yeah that was yeah, in saying that, it's also unless you heal emotionally, like on a deeper level from that, once you have that wake up call, mm-hmm. um, I I speak with thousands and thousands of women and I, and I see a pattern, right? And I know from my own personal experience, yes, I had the wake up call. I grabbed my daughter. She was three. I went to put myself through nursing school. You know, I'm doing all well. But inside. I hadn't dealt with anything since childhood. I'm carrying around all this, this, I'm going to call it fungus. <laughs> all this, <laughs> this is horrible, you know, this, this stuff that's getting eaten a lot, eating me alive inside, even though I'm a nurse and I got this great career and da da da. My mind is not well because I still have the low self-esteem. I still have, you know, no self-worth and I, I don't feel good and all this stuff. Well, the next two men that I chose, mind you, I'd started drinking. My choices really weren't, my decisions weren't the best at times. But uh, the next two men went from bad to worse. And so it took me literally um, like almost losing my life, being strangled three times, you know, like the, the, the threats of being sold into human trafficking, just the, 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 the violence had escalated to so such a, a dangerous level 
that it took me basically losing everything I owned, my career, standing there with nothing but the clothes on my back and me and the great God and saying, okay, something's got to change here. And that's when I realized I need to step away and I need to figure who I am and remove all that brainwashed, 40 years of brainwashing and figure out, okay, who's Kathy? You know, mm, what is, yeah. what is, what is she like? What does she need? You know, who am I? And it was sad that I had to do that at 40, but in a sense, it was good because I was at a, at, at, a, at an age and a, at a place mentally that I could actually really grow from it and then evolve into someone that's far, far greater than who I was back then, you know? Yeah. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry Movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We're talking with Sophie Lindbergh, the founder of ClaimYourPotential.org. That's an organization that's a community of empowerment for women. It's really powerful. In our previous segment, we were talking about how women can get caught up with people who sap their potential while this organization lifts women up. Kathy was sharing her experiences of codependency and what finally got her to begin to realize her own full potential and break free of all of that. Kathy had a profound wake-up call for sure. Don't you think, Sophie? Oh my goodness, yes. You know, as as you were speaking, I was thinking about this word that I learned um, through a, a podcast guest. And we were talking about codependency and how those, you know, those habits, how that that forms and how from a very early age, you know, whether it's something that happened in your childhood or, you know, ex- an experience you were exposed to where you, you know, maybe you didn't get, you know, enough love as a child or, you know, something happened. And then as an adult, a lot of that pain and a lot of those experiences manifest in your relationships. And so when you, you know, have a partner and you know, you're in the dating, uh, you know, you're out dating, you, it's very easy to, to seek people that remind you of those past experiences because that's, what's familiar. And so then you, you know, you become attached and Mm -hmm. you think that this is normal to, you know, for them to have control over you and that it's normal for them to have this much of a say in what you do. And it starts, you know, that codependency of, I cannot live without this person. Therefore, even if they hurt me emotionally, physically, mentally, I need them to survive. I need them to, to live. And, you know, it's all about breaking that cycle, that pattern of codependency, where you finally get to that stage, that point of, wait a second, who am I without someone else with me? And that's where we need to get to as women from a very early on age is who am I by myself? Yeah. 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 And we're not taught that. 
No, right? we, we aren't. No, we're, we're taught to take care of other people yeah. in yeah. many ways. And, and the thing is, if you grow up in a dysfunctional family, you don't know what normal is. And frankly, the word normal, that's misleading. What's normal? Yeah. But healthy. I think that that's a key term. And you don't know you're in an unhealthy environment and this shapes who you think you are. And then you have self-limiting thoughts, right? Right. If you've only been told throughout your entire life that, you know, you're worthless, you don't matter, you need to stay home and you're not smart enough, you can't do anything. If you're told things like that your entire life or if you're told your entire life that your existence is in relation to another person, then you're never going to know who you are. Sure. You're never going to know who you could be. Mm -hmm. And I think that guys are socialized differently. You know, mm. they're taught, you know, oh, don't cry. Don't be a crybaby. You can do this uh, man up and go for it. Where maybe girls are not taught the same thing. I know for years they'd say, well, you know, girls aren't supposed to be good at math. I mean, all this nonsense that uh, girls don't operate heavy equipment. or Yeah, drive exactly. Yeah, right. Well, women, women in the, the trucking industry still get this kind of pushback in any profession. Really, it's taken time for women to make the progress that they have in all mm -hmm. professions and to get into the executive level positions and all of it. Yes. And this is something that I talk about with my board of directors for my nonprofit all the time when we are talking about, you know, what the future of our nonprofit looks like and why we're designing programs the way that we do. And one of the biggest things that we're trying to address is that lack of representation at C-suite level for mm -hmm. women, yeah. where women simply aren't represented in in the S&P 500 um, companies. And women, you know, if women aren't being represented, who are we looking up to as young women when we're young women? Who, you know, who is our role model? And, you know, as soon as we break that barrier and we start having representation across the sectors, right, where it's not where it's women aren't just in education. And for so long, women, you know, were the predominant um, demographic in in educational sectors. But right. when we see women at the finance level, we see women in engineering, we see women, you know, taking over, you know, companies in all sectors. But when we see that level of representation, the amount of power that that has is incredible. Oh, yeah. Absolutely incredible. And women bring something different to the table. Um, we think differently. And I think that uh, it's advantageous for companies to have women. Kathy, the stat, even with driving, professional driving, women mm -hmm. make better drivers. You know? Uh, you know what? That's so true. And even here in operating equipment, um, there's a Northern Alberta is is the place for mines. And um, there's more and more women, not a lot, but I mean, there's still and every from what I hear from every most people that I talk to is they all say women make better operators because number one, we don't drive it like we stole it. And number <laughs> two, <laughs> and we like we actually care about cleanliness, you know, in the cab. We're not like sometimes it's so disgusting. You you'll get into a piece of equipment, there's spits everywhere, and I'm like, Ugh. 
Like just Ew. man, come on. Like you know. So <laughs> at least with our, with our culture, um, the the company does not tolerate that. So if if you get into a piece of equipment that's dirty, you'll you call we call the supervisor. They take a picture. They track down who's in there before you, and then they you know they get written up. So but yeah, yeah so it's like we're graders. We're better drivers. Uh huh take care of the equipment we don't you know we actually listen to when there's noise and like oh wait and it's sometimes that my god i call maintenance and i feel so stupid because they're like well what's it sound like or, or where is it i'm like um um you know it's kind of in the middle in the back and it's under this big yellow thing <laughs> it's, i feel so stupid i can't i have a hard time with maintenance like with with you know mechanical things i mean i'm, I'm like just send someone and look at it like you know it's dripping <laughs> yeah exactly so sophie what do you think are the biggest obstacles to women and girls um in the 21st century you know i know that in the united states we've had the vote women have had the vote for a little over 100 years but it seems like it's been so doggedly slow that we've had progress. We make progress, and then it seems like we have some steps back. What do you think the biggest obstacles are? Yeah, I think when I think about you know the biggest obstacles, I really bring it down to we don't holistically empower women and girls. We focus a lot on those band-aid fixes, um, you know, those one-offs that are meant to, you know, let's say solve whatever issue just that issue alone and we don't think about what the bigger picture is um you know so for example women are five times more likely to live paycheck to paycheck than men and so you know we have to address well why is that the case do women have access to financial literacy classes do are women educated on you know how to budget their money are women educated on you know, hey, maybe we should be thinking about long-term investments for you, right? And it's providing that skill set. Mm -hmm. And only 6.5% of American women work full-time in male-dominated occupations. And so that's another side of it too, where, all right, let's say we can get women to that point of financial empowerment and financial literacy. But if only 6.5% of women are making up these occupations, these male-dominated occupations, well, then- how can you be financially empowered if you don't have a stable job or you don't have a job that pays well or you don't have that opportunity for a career advancement? Sure. And then it goes into this constant cycle. And then you have that whole stat on that one one in five women experience a prevalent mental illness. So if you aren't well emotionally, how can you keep a job? Or if you aren't well emotionally, how can you manage your money? And it's this never ending, you know, cycle of if we don't address the whole person, if we don't address everything that is creating the discrepancy that is creating the lack of equality, then we're never going to get there. So we have to look at the academic, emotional, financial, and professional empowerment at one time, rather than the one-offs, the band-aids. Well, it makes total sense. And certainly when you're talking about financial literacy, Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of the schools really teach that. Uh, no. That is a life skill. Like when you're in high school, I mean, you might have to take government and econ and that sort of thing. How about sitting down and actually knowing how to work out a budget? Because when you're going to be an adult, you have to know how to pay the bills and still have money left over at the end of the month, ideally. Yeah. And and this is something that I've, 
you know, been an advocate for, for a long time and have always asked myself is, you know, why, why was I learning how, you know, to do equations that I could look up on a calculator, but I don't know how to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. And the first time I paid taxes, I had no idea what I was doing. Thankfully, you know, technology exists and I was using, you know, TurboTax, but I still was like, I have no idea what this is asking me. I don't mm-hmm. know where to find this information. I don't know what's going on. And the fact that, you know, I had to Google everything. I had to ask my mom. I had to, you know, reach out to people. I had to connect with customer service to answer simple questions on my tax form sure. was just one of those eye-opening experiences of why aren't we taught this? This makes no sense to me. Well, the tax code's pretty complicated. <laughs> but, That's true. That, that is certainly one example, but just um, knowing how to plan ahead, it's hard though. Uh, saving mm-hmm. money when the economy, if, if it's in flux, uh, it's hard to do that. People can endeavor to do that, but certainly having the basic knowledge and being able to go in that direction. That's so important. And being able to move up and take advantage of making more money as you go along. Uh, Not all women can do that. And certainly a lot of them may have children and that may hamper some of their progress Mm -hmm. as well. Um, I know years ago it, it was a major holdback I think that companies were reluctant to hire women because they might take Mm -hmm. nine months off or six weeks off or have maternity leave or whatever it would be. Uh, I think we've made a lot of progress in that area and they try to accommodate. But there are still areas that we need to help women. And I think your organization is a huge step forward where women can find some resources for that. Yes. Thank you so much for, you know, for mentioning us and, you know, absolutely. And in, in the resources that we try to provide, a lot of what we do is on education. It's, I want to make sure that everyone that comes to our podcast or everyone that looks at our tools and workbooks on our website or people that attend our work, our workshops are walking away with a new set of skills or with a little bit more development in an area that they might already have some prior exposure to. And I think that's a big part of, you know, that that tangible side to how women can get ahead, how women can finally, you know, claim their potential and be able to to be at that equal playing field mm-hmm. is to take every single opportunity that comes your way, even if it's short term, even if, you know, you're at a position for a couple of months, if it gives you a new skill set, yeah. take it. Absolutely. If it. Exactly. If it offers you opportunities for networking, take it. Do whatever you can to expand your horizons. And, you know, something that I think women often forget because, you know, we're already trying to break barriers in so many ways is that we're afraid to change our mind when it comes to our career. We're afraid that, all right, I already made so much progress with where I am in my life. I don't want to backtrack. But mm-hmm. something that, we really also need to think about is, you know, career growth, career progress is great, but if you're not happy in your career, then it's okay to change. It's okay to, to try something different. It's okay to go back to school, take some time off. If I can change careers at 42, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nursing to, to this, which is so radical. And I tell this to anyone, just what you're saying, 
if I can do this at 42, you know, leaving a nursing career to this, anybody mm -hmm. can do anything. It That's doesn't, right. People stop themselves, especially with age. It's hard. It's yeah. very hard. Well, you and know? of course, that's where we're also taught, gee, at a certain age, you can't do that. These societal messages yeah. and beliefs that we're that are drummed into our heads. Oh, if you haven't done this by such and such an age, eh, forget it. Baloney. Baloney. Well, we yeah. had a guest on not that long ago who's had six careers. She's in her 80s and she's still going. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I she's love that. A, she's got a superwoman outfit that we yeah. featured on one of our podcasts. It's great. It's like... You go, girl, you know? It's terrific. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. ClaimYourPotential.org is an organization that helps level the playing field for women by offering resources for the academic, emotional, financial, and professional empowerment they need. We're talking with the organization's founder, Sophie Lindbergh, about what her group does. It really is fantastic. So, Sophie, with Claim Your Potential, when women come to your organization, what kind of training, what, what do you offer? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So as of right now, we have a workshop actually coming up July, um, sorry, not July, June 21st, and it's a build your elevator pitch workshop. And so we put that out as our very first workshop. Um, it's a new program that we're launching. And really we designed that to where women could you know come and learn how to pitch themselves whether it's for a career or it's a new venture that they're starting or it's for a university that they're applying to whatever it may be women need to know how to pitch themselves how to pitch their their expertise and their backgrounds so that is something that we just launched and then there's our other new program which is called the empowered women's network and this is a one-on-one -on -one mentorship program where you know you meet with a mentor in you know your industry of interest or wherever you currently are in your career you meet with a mentor once a week for 30 minutes and then you also have access to a linkedin group with other women that are going through the program as well so you have that connection that community and for what all of our programs do is really foster that community connection and mentorship. That's our big overarching strategy for everything, because we truly believe that being able to get in touch with women and girls that are going through what you're going through, that are, you know, in the same space in their careers as you, or even have a little bit more experience that, you know, you can jump on a call and pick their brain. Anything like that, I truly do believe in that power. Mm -hmm. And 
going through my own experience, I really wanted to make sure that I created a community where women can talk about anything, whether it's career, whether it's emotional and a situation that's going on at home, whether it's, you know, something that they need help with financially. They don't know, you know, what they should be budgeting. They don't know, you know, hey, what does this mean um, if I got this letter from, you know, from from my investment? I don't know, you know, what I should be doing, um, whether it's, hey, I have no idea, you know, if I should even consider going to university. Should I go to grad school? I don't know. And all these questions that we might not have resources to ask, we might not have parents that have gone through this, or we might not have parents we think we can turn to. We might not have that support network. And that's really something that we're trying to do is provide that support network where everyone is welcome. That's terrific. Yeah. Men have always kind of had that. And I think that women, (laughs) that's where we've been lacking. We haven't had necessarily the network where we can get the kind of support and feedback because Mm -hmm. men will do this. You know, the old boys network, they used to call it. So something like this is so essential. And yeah, I mean, these, these are questions that will impede your success. You know, what do I do about a financial question? What about my investments? Because that's your future. And I think women inherently need security probably more so than men. I think that that's just kind of part, at least it's part of who I am. I want to be secure. You need to have that going forward. Uh, And if you feel secure in what you're doing, you're going to be more likely to take that risk too, in in many ways. Exactly. Or or at least if you feel educated about it. Exactly. It's it's amazing what, you know, a well-educated woman can do because a well-educated woman can change the world. Oh, yeah. Women are so powerful if they really take a step back. Um, Yes. And there's so many things that we can accomplish. And I love what your organization's doing because it's bringing out so much potential, which is what's in the name of your organization, in women. And that is so important. You know, what, you know, one month out of the year is Women's History Month in the United Mm -hmm. States. And you hear for a brief period of time the different women and what they've accomplished over the decades and so forth. And they were never talked about. It's like, why why didn't I learn about this in school? These women inventors just Mm -hmm. for, you know, the coffee filter was invented by a woman, I think, in the early 20th century. (laughs) Who would have thunk, you know? Did they really talk about it? Heck no. It's a Mr. Coffee filter. Well, that's Mr., not Mrs., Miss. I mean, shouldn't there be a woman credited here? You know, and that a network like yours, Sophie, I think gives women the strength to stand up and say, hey, I did that. Yeah, I think that's, you know, such a big part of, you know, that level of representation that we were mentioning earlier is you know, mm-hmm. where that power is in showing representation, saying, hey, look, look at what women can do. Yeah. Wait, a woman did that? I can do that. And so something that we're actually in the process of launching and, you know, this is something your your listeners are more than welcome to use. I can give you all the link and we're launching something called Spotlight, a woman in your community. And you can submit a, you know, a woman who's making a impact in your community And we will take the story, we'll post it on our website, we'll post it on our social media, it'll go out to our newsletter, and it will go to our LinkedIn. And that way, 
every single woman, all of our followers, everyone that that is engaged with us can see, wait a second, a woman is doing that? I can do that in my community. I can do that for my country, for my for my world. I can do that. That's a terrific idea. Thank you. I love this. And it, it's important for people to recognize somebody else, you know, and, and give them the, the credit for what they're doing. Because as human beings, we all want to be recognized, I think. We want to know that what we're doing is making a difference, that we yeah, have absolutely. a purpose in this in this world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's always the really hard line um, to walk is, you know, even in the nonprofit industry is, you know, we work all day, every day trying to help other people. And a lot of the time we don't know if it's making a difference. We don't know if what we're doing at an individual level is helping. And for those moments where I've had feedback or I've had people, you know, say, Hey, Sophie, I love what you're doing for the community. It pushes me to keep going. Mm -hmm. And so when women have that spotlight, when women, you know, are, you know, highlighted and someone says, Hey, I love the work you're doing. You are making a difference that pushes us to keep going. And that pushes us to go, you know what? I'm making a difference in someone's life. That's what matters to me. Absolutely. You know, as children, we want to have that. And and I've thought more than once, it seems like when you're growing up as a child, you get recognition, you get, well, you get a grade in school, that sort of thing, but you get uh, praise from the teacher. Uh, When I was taking piano lessons, I used to get a star on my music Mm -hmm. if I did it well. It's like, where are my stars now? You know, (laughs) it's like when you go into the adult world, all of a sudden you don't have that. And, And a lot of times maybe... Women aren't as good at, at giving each other credit. And I think an organization like yours also teaches teamwork. And I mm-hmm. think that's important. Yes, thank you. And mm-hmm. I think that is definitely something that we are lacking. And I see it all the time, especially with um, some of my interns that that I work with at my organization. And yeah, I've heard a few times, oh, you know, I it's no big deal, it, you know, helps develop this program with you all, but it's, you know, it's nothing. And something that I really try to push is you have to toot your own horn. Oh yeah. Right. You have to say, you know what? I did that. That's really great. I'm proud of that experience. And, you know, I'm amazing that I did that. And so often we don't take time to appreciate our own accomplishments. Um, And also, you know, to your point with where women a lot of the time, you know, we're taught that we should be pitted against each other, that we can't support each other because there's only space for a few of us. And, you know, a lot of the time, you know, you see in TV and movie scripts where the women in the workplace are all nemesis. They're all enemies of each other. Right. And it's such a detrimental part of our culture that, you know, we think is not normal, but we think that that's just part of being a woman sometimes is that cattiness. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. And so often, you know, I hear women in, in meetings and in the workplace and, you know, someone might be talking about one of their accomplishments and no one says anything in the meeting. No one, you know, gives them praise. And so again, something that I I try to put into organizational culture that I think everyone should is, 
you know, take moments to shout out people to celebrate. And so I have a whole Slack channel dedicated to that for everyone is if there's someone that you think is doing something great in the organization, whether it's, you know, at a macro level or they just showed up to work every day and did their very best, give them a shout out because they tried, they did something. And we as women need to feel like we are, you know, we are doing something that is that is valued and people see us. And so mm-hmm. raise other women up, use that voice for good. Amen. Yeah, I think we're taught to be very self-effacing. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think that uh, there's the conditioning when we're very little to be jealous. Oh, look, yeah. she's got a prettier dress than you do. That's not a good way to teach a child. You don't want to teach envy. You want to teach the ability to work together and to admire someone else, not be envious, not be jealous. And uh, what you're doing reminds people that, yeah, hey, you need to acknowledge others because their strength makes you stronger, too. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. A well-educated woman can change the world. This is just one of the insights that Kathy and I are hearing from Sophie Lindbergh, the founder of ClaimYourPotential.org. It's a nonprofit she formed that's seriously changing women's lives. Sophie, I noticed you had a, a list of questions and you said you have a success story that you're particularly proud of with Claim Your Potential. I thought maybe you could elaborate on that so you can toot your horn too, Sophie. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's there's a lot of different success stories um, that are coming to mind right now. So I'm thinking in particular about which one um, I put in there. But um, something that you know happened more recently was I was having a a conversation with a new member of staff, and I just started intern intake, and it's been a very interesting experience working with you know young women that are trying to get out there in the workforce and are looking for, you know, those career opportunities. And I really wanted 
you know, to create an environment that was empowering to them. And I was in a meeting with one of them and we were having a conversation around her work. And she was saying that she was so disappointed in, you know, not getting a project into me on time. And she was going on and on about how disappointed she was in herself. And for me, I, you know, I'm usually pretty flexible with a lot of deadlines and, you know, she still got the project done and it was fantastic what she got done. And I said, you know what? Life happens. It's okay. You are not made to, to be a worker robot. You should be living. And if something, you know, isn't going your way in life, or if, you know, you're stressed out about something, guess what? Your mental wellness is a priority. And, what you did was fantastic. And she came back to me a couple of days later and we were again talking about another project and she started the conversation with, Hey, it's been a really hard week this week. I've been really stressed out with some other things. You know, I really appreciate your patience in, you know, me getting back to you. And I wanted to show you this, you know, this project that I did, I'm really proud of it. I'd love to talk it through with you and see if there's any changes. And it was just that small shift to me that was such a success of you went from completely just tearing yourself apart for something that was not worth, you know, tearing yourself apart over. And you came back and you reflected and you said to me the second time we met, hey, you know what? Here's how I'm feeling. Here's how it's affected my work. But I got it done. I'm proud. I know that I was able to, you know, to create something that was worthwhile. And it was just that that moment to me that was incredible, just truly incredible seeing someone who started off not confident in what she was doing, not confident in her work. And then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, week later saying, you know what, I'm proud of what I'm doing. And then she actually posted it on LinkedIn as well and uh, posted an update for her her network and said, hey, everyone, here's what I've been doing at this summer internship. Uh, I want to share this project with you all. And it was just that moment where I was like, yeah, that's the type of environment that I want to be creating, that I want everyone at Claim Your Potential, whether it's a client or it's a member of staff or a member of the board where, you know, we are growing every single day and changing and developing into someone that not just is doing good in the community, but is doing good for ourselves. And I think that was a more recent success story that I'm very proud of. It's empowering. And and that's going to help her throughout life. Mm-hmm. She'll be able to take that, bring it forward, and continue to improve and help other people too, which is terrific. How do people reach out to your organization and can they start other chapters in their local areas? How does this all work? Yeah, so that's a great question. And that is uh, something actually we're we're thinking about is, you know, is if we should be expanding beyond our current model. But as of right now, we operate 100% remotely. So all of our mentorship program all of our workshops, everything like that is accessible so long as you have an internet, excuse me, so long as you have an internet connection. So all of that is accessible from our website, claimyourpotential.org. 
We are on Facebook and Instagram at Claim Potential. We're on LinkedIn. And we have an email that our listeners, that your listeners can use to ask us any questions. And it's programs at claimyourpotential.org. And so this is for anyone to use, whether they want to, you know, ask about our mentorship program or they have questions for me about anything going on in life or they are interested in, you know, hosting a workshop because we believe in, you know, lifting up women from the community to take charge Mm -hmm. or they want any information on anything that we're doing. They are more than welcome to reach out to that email and I'm more than happy to jump on a call with anyone they ever want to talk through something. But all of our programs are accessible online. And we really did try to make sure that we did that so that no matter where you are in the world, no matter where you are in the US, you have access to these opportunities to grow, develop, to be empowered and to empower others. This is terrific. Bravo, Sophie. Our listeners are going to just soak that up. Oh, yeah. I am (laughs) so impressed. Bravo. They'll be driving along going, yeah. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank this you. This is terrific. This is exactly what women need. You're offering empowerment and power in numbers with all of the networking possibilities. And we'll feel good about ourselves, feel good about other women, and head in the right direction. This is so important. Thank you. Yeah. And our, our vision statement is igniting a powerful movement of women and girls unleashing their full potential. And so, you know, I'm hoping that you know, anyone listening to this knows that there is power in community. And so if you want to be part of a community that is, you know, helping each other, lifting each other up, then that's what we're all about. Amen oh. to that. This yeah, is terrific. amen, sister. <laughs> you go, girl, Sophie. This is great. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I really enjoyed speaking with you all. And I think that, you know, you are both such amazing, powerful, and incredibly driven women and you're just you're amazing you're an inspiration yourselves well thank you i appreciate that very much yeah yeah i do too thank you sophie this has been great i want to remind our listeners be sure to subscribe to our podcast if you like our interviews listen to some more right here on women road warriors with shelly johnson and kathy DeCaro. you've been listening to women road warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at tncradio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on tncradio.live. And don't forget, be sure to subscribe to our podcast of Women Road Warriors. It's free. All of the material you hear on TNCRadio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of TNCRadio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at TNCRadio.live.